Amen. Well, good to see everybody, man. It's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? It's going to be even better in here because you know what? We're going to shine. That's the message today. Shine. And the Lord really put on my heart. And I know that's the, the pretty much the title of our, our major outreach, Shine Your Light. But uh, it means a little something different. It all, all goes together. But, uh, you know, it's about reflecting God and reflecting God well is the message we're talking about today. Glorifying our Heavenly Father. So with that being said, let's go ahead and read this. Can we read this together? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. All right, let me tell you first before we're talking, go into what it is saying, let me tell you what it's not saying. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. What is it not saying? And what it's not saying is that your good works get you to heaven. Because we know, if you've been here any length of time, we know it's about a personal relationship with Christ. But you know what? When the heart condition is right, you're going to produce the fruit of your Savior. Amen. That's what it's talking about. It's from the inside out. We talk about it so many times. And it says that they may see your good works in something else that it's not saying. That they will glorify you. It says, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, that's what I want to make sure when we're here uh, each and every time. And I pray in our lives that when we... Uh, are equipped and do things that we can point all the praise to Jesus. Amen. I want to point all the praise to him. And that's why when I get up here, man, we pray over this message every week. When we get up to, to, to praise the Lord, we want to have our hearts focused on the message. Isn't that good? So did you come with your heart focused for the message and hearing from God today? Say amen. 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 Now, we said we want to glorify our Heavenly Father. And let's just pull it down in regular terms, just like the everyday life, right? It's real important because, you know, when I was growing up, the family name meant something. Amen. Now, just as moms and dads, aunts and uncles, right? We want we want our children and our nieces and, and, and nephews to represent the family well. Right. You know, we, we want to have that. And if you live in Bacosan, you better because it's a small town and they know everything. You know, and that doesn't mean you have to be perfect. But you know what? We do strive to 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 leave a good legacy. Amen. We do strive. And you know what? That's if that's important, which it is. How much more is it important that we want to reflect God greatly? Amen. Well, you know, the best way to reflect God is this, is we need to spend time with him and get the direction from his word. Amen. So if you got your handouts, we're going to be hitting three things today. and We're going to unpack them. We're talking about the direction from the word being uh, following the model of Christ and being empowered by the power through the Holy Spirit. So everybody doing good. Say amen. Right. Let's take a look at the direction here. Right. Got a little reading to do to set the stage. But uh, it's good to be able to just get the background on some stuff where you jump in. I think that helps it just uh, give us a clear direction. So if we want a clear direction in life, we must go to the Word of God. And what I'm talking about here, God's Word is our personal manual for living godly life. Anything that you're dealing with in life is going to be addressed in that book. It's the living Word. It's a still a bestseller. Amen. I say this many times. It hasn't lost any of its power since the day it was spoken into existence. Amen. So that's why it's so important to spend time in God's word. Now, in Matthew chapter five, where we're starting out, Jesus is setting the stage for his very first sermon in the Gospels. So I want you guys to lean into this. And what does he do? He starts giving us a little breakdown. So I want to read a little bit of this and I want to share a few things, too. It's called the Beatitudes. Now, some of you all might be familiar with that, but I want to give you a little background. It's eight sayings of Jesus at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, his first sermon, right? And then Jesus is telling his followers what he expects from them. He's setting the ground course and layout for us to follow, right? So what it is, the word is from the Latin meaning beatus, meaning blessed or blessed. 
Okay, so every one of these things that we start reading is going to say, blessed are they poor in spirit. So let's take a look at this and read through this. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and they began to teach them. He began to teach them. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I can tell you, we could preach a sermon on each one of these, but I'm going to give you just a backdrop. And then we're going to go in for something the Lord showed me in the midst of this. Okay. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So now let's take a look at this. On our handout here, I had a little something that God was showing me. I wanted to make sure I hit that. You know, the direction of God, without it, we are lost. We don't realize that sometimes. Without the direction of God, we're lost. The word of God is the compass for Christ. That's a little something to write down. That's the compass for Christ. Amen. Let's keep rolling. Seven, it says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of, the right, of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you. Do you feel blessed when people are insulting you? Let's read, let's read why we can be. Right. Persecuted and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Now, listen to this right here. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now, Jesus laid it all out, man. He's showing us how to shine our light. Amen. He's saying this. Look, it was tough when I was cutting through and it's going to be the same for you. But you know what? He says, be a good cheer because you know what? He overcame the world. A lot of times we think we get saved and everything's going to be perfect as we walk through this world. But let me tell you, we keep pressing in to the truth of God's word. And sometimes I've, I've mentioned this, that we don't always see the benefit right now. But I can promise you, we will see it. All right. Now, yesterday was an amazing day. And I want to I want to share something here. It says rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for the same way they persecuted you persecuted the prophets who were before you. Things don't always work out like you think. Now, yesterday was a great day. I had a privilege of marrying one of my friends off. I've known for a long time, a wonderful brother, man, and he's got him a, a, a sweet bride. And I just pray to bless the Lord over uh, Bill and Rhonda. And, and I tell you what, things don't always go as planned. Amen. Yes, I know that. I know that very well. Well, usually when I do a wedding, I have, I, I, I've talked to him a little bit. And when we get to the part with the rings, Always have them put the rings in the Bible. I got them right in front of me. And so they bring me the rings and I'm getting ready to do the ring thing. And we're talking about this and, and just, man, I'm just preaching Jesus. And it's hot and it's outside, but it's beautiful out. And everybody's looking right here in my eyes. And then I see them do this. They look down at my feet. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, <laughs> my zipper's not down or something. My pants falling down. What's going on? You know, you want to, oh my gosh, all these things run through your head, right? But I dropped the wedding rings. Boom. And now they're in the grass. And I'm going, oh my goodness, where are they at? Right? But you know what the Lord showed me right there? And I was able to work this into the whole thing. I said, things don't always work out. But you know what? God gave me a teachable moment right there. So when I picked those things back up, I said, you know what? In this life, you know what I mean? Things are not always going to be perfect in a marriage. You know what I mean? It's going to be some tough times. There's going to be some struggles. It's not 50-50. Sometimes it's 99 and 1. 
to pull them along. And sometimes it's 10 and 90 or whatever it is. It's whatever it takes to come together to get through the other side. And even in the midst, when things are dropped and things are falling and things are in the weeds, man, God's love can bring you back. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because I didn't know if I was going to find them rings in there or not. But you know what? In the midst of that, we could have got our eyes all wrapped around. Oh, no. You know, the only saying somebody said to me out of the whole thing, he said, man, that was pretty cool. That message you brought out about dropping the rings. I was like, thank you, Lord. You see what I'm saying there? What I thought was like, oh, man, I can't believe I dropped the rings. God used that to speak to somebody and say, man, you're right on that. Things aren't always the way, you, way it seems, is it? You know, we got to keep trusting God. Isn't that amazing? So I thank God for the opportunities. But I want a reason I want to share that with you, because, you know, sometimes in school, we, we blow it sometimes on a test. Sometimes in life, we blow it sometimes. But I want to tell you what, when we go back and we look at what God says, it's totally a 180 from what the world says. So I want to encourage you to spend some time this week in Matthew chapter 5 and read those and get them in your spirit because we are blessed by Jesus. Amen. So I want to roll on into this where we really wanted to get to in this particular message. And I'm going to read a little bit more and then we're going to unpack this a little bit. You got your Bibles. It's Matthew 5, 14 and 16. I got it up here on the wall, but I always encourage you to bring your word. And it starts in verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on, a, on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I want to I look at this just a minute. I hope you guys got your notes ready to take a few things here. The Lord showed me I want to pass on to you. You know, the first thing when I got some of the things underlined here, it says you are the light of the world. Sometimes we feel like we're blowing pretty dim, blowing pretty dim. But I'm going to tell you what, we need to charge up on the word, amen? So we can be bright in every situation. So if you've received Jesus Christ into your life, we should reflect him to others. Amen? How are we reflecting him to others? Next, what do we got? It says it gives light to everyone in the house. And I thought about that last night. It says he gives a, that we should be a witness to everyone in the house. And I said, boy, that's kind of amazing. You know what? We should be a witness in our home. Amen. To our family. Right. And it doesn't just end there. We should be a witness to one another in, in, in the church house as well. But not only that, then we should be a witness to the world. And, you know, when we talk about shine your light thing, and the reason, the reason I really pumped that up is because it's our opportunity to be who God called us to be. It's more than just coming here and getting the word and then going home. It's getting the word and getting outside of the walls, taking it back to work, taking it back to, to other family members, taking it to your job, taking it to your school, and letting them see your light shine. So why? That they can glorify your Father in heaven. That's what it is. It's about sharing that good news with others. Amen? And then we come on down here and it says that in the same way, let your light shine before others. And I believe that this, that as a believer, that our light should shine so bright that the whole world should see it. See, we think sometimes that bigger's better, right? There's a lot of mega churches all over the world, and I thank God for them and everything else. Don't let the size of what God's working at this particular time think that it's not as, as important as what they're doing. Did that come out right? I don't care what you're doing. If you're not singing and you're just handing out something, that's great. 
You know, uh, if you're not preaching and you're inviting people, that's great because everybody is gifted different. And we're going to talk about that in, in a minute. But you know what? Point your heart toward God and allow him to work through you. Man, you're unique. Nobody is made like you. And God wants to use you in a mighty way. Now, let's talk a little bit about this. It says, shine your light before men and others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. We talked about it working from the inside out. And he's talking about good deeds is a result of good seed. The good seed of God's word, right? Working our life. And it starts manifesting through our lives so people will see that we're bearing good fruit. They should know that we know the word. Others should know that we're walking with the Lord from our conduct, from our conduct, from our actions, how we, we respond, how we spend our money, how we invest in other people. All these things should be uh, a telltale sign of that. You know what? They're a little bit different. They're just a little bit different. And I tell you with that, it's just uh, something I want to share with you. Uh, last summer, when my dad passed, he, he gave me his 66 Mustang. And, and that's real cool, you know. And he had had it rebuilt and everything. And he had the old timey tags on it. So what I thought was, is when you have the old timey tags on it, you don't have to have an inspection sticker. I'm going to get to my point. Just work with me. So I go pick up Jesse from school one day. And we're riding. And I see a motorcycle cop go by. And I go, man, that's kind of cool motorcycle. So I wave to him. And he waves. And he turns around. <laughs> and he turns his lights on. I'm going, man, that's a friendly guy. And I pull on over he said, what do you think you're doing? I said, I'm just picking my boy up from school. He said, uh, where's your inspection sticker? And I told him, I said, well, we don't need an inspection sticker because we got old-timey plates. And he began to bring out this little Thermofax thing with all the laws and everything out and had some stuff underlined. I go, oh, I see. <laughs> but he said something that really, really made me think. He says, he says, I just want you to get the car inspected so you know that it's safe. Look what you got in the front seat. Wow. Can't argue with that. Precious cargo. I said, I'll do it. Have a great day. That was last summer. Never thought about it anymore. I did get it inspected. And then I went on about my business and that was fun. So this week, I roll up this food line. And took my motorcycle up there. And I come back out. And when I come back out, Denise calls me on the phone. We always bounce ideas off of each other. What do you think about this? She was working on some school work and she said, uh, I want to read this back to you, see what it sounds like before I print it. I said, okay. So I sit down on the bench, right? Got my motorcycle home over here, got my dark glasses on. They probably think, man, this guy's casing the place. And I'm talking to her. And I see that guy ride up in a truck. The guy I'm talking about was the police officer that I met last year. And I see him pull up in a truck. I don't think he probably don't remember me or whatever. But when he's walking over to the door, I see him pick up something off the ground. Picks up like a penny. Never paid much attention to it. When he got there, I said, hey, man, why are you driving four wheels today? It's beautiful. And I thought you'd have your bike out. He said, well, I got somebody else with me. And he began to share with me. He says, uh, he says you know what this is? I'm thinking, it's a penny. And he, and he talked about it. He says, you know what? It's something I've been doing for years, huh? He said, every time I find something like this, I take it with my offering that I give it to the Lord, and I put it in a, in a pot at church. And that just touched my heart. So guess what? He don't know I'm a preacher or anything. I said, man, that's awesome. I said, isn't that amazing? Maybe, maybe that right there is going to make a dollar, make another, another dollar, another dollar. And that will be a Bible trap to, to, to share with somebody or help somebody. Else. That could transform somebody's life. And he's going, yeah. 
I said, man, that's really amazing. So then he started talking about Jesus and Jesus in the boat and walking on the water. Man, we're just going to town. And I said, man, that's wonderful and everything. And so then I told him, I said, hey, you know what? I pastor a church in town. I'd love to have you visit sometime. He said, well, where's it at? And I told him. And so I go to give him a card. And when I go to give him a card, he goes, wait a minute. And he reaches in his wallet and he pulls out some money and shoves it in my hand. I'm going, what's up? He goes, I want to be a blessing to you. I want to sow a seed into your ministry. Have a great day. Now listen, why did I tell you about that? I could have got all stiff-lipped and said, there's that guy that wanted me to get the car, inspect it, and everything else. Right? I could have. Here he comes. Who do he think he is? You know that? Because that's one side of it. But I just said, hey, man, how you doing? I just received a word, you know, did what he said. That's a great idea, you know. But, but look at this. The reason I brought it up, it was that, that we are blessed as a result of that. I could have missed God moving. Who would have thought that? When I was sitting there, talking to my wife on the phone, I wasn't thinking about anything else other than, man, I want to be riding right now. You know, I really was like, you know, yeah, baby, that sounds great. I'm just being honest, right? But guess what? God slows you down sometimes to put people in your life so they can encourage you and speak into your life. It wasn't about the size of the gift. It wasn't about anything. It was just somebody said, I want to be a part of what God's doing in your life. Hey, isn't that great? Who is God putting in your life that you can be a part of shining to them some Jesus? It doesn't have to be money. It might be a smile. It might be helping somebody to the car. Whatever it is, I just want to, to alert you this week that God's working through all those things. And you know, like I said, that was in the last summer. But look how God's timing is perfect. You got to encourage him. He got to encourage me. And we get to see God glorified as a, as a result of that. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. I tell you what, that's awesome stuff. <laughs> well, you know, when we're looking at this, I want to finish up with this little piece on here. I'll put this in my notes. It says, but not only does Jesus teach us from the word of God, but he shows us how. He shows us how. He's our role model. He is a living model of what God desires in and through us, right? Jesus is always, you can write this down. Jesus is always pointing to the Father. Jesus is always pointing to the Father. Our life, is my life always pointing to the Father? Is your life always pointing to the Father? You know what? Sometimes we got to make course corrections. So today, let's make them and glorify God. Amen? So I want to talk about what he's done for us. And you're going to see a progression. Now, he gives us his word, right, for direction. But he gives us his son to follow. Amen? So not only do we hear it, do we read it. He says, I'm going to show you as well. Here we go. Let's take a look at this. Jesus is our role model. Amen? He is the one. Whatever you behold is what you become. I say that a lot of times. If you focus on something, you start gravitating to it. I pray that we focus on that of Christ and we gravitate and grow in him. Amen. Now, do y'all remember the saying WWJD? Remember this? What would Jesus do? Do y'all remember that? I thought that was kind of interesting. Look at this. I'm going to give you a word anchor for this. And it's not, and this is not it. I'm just going to give this and I'm going to give you the scripture after it. It's not just knowing what Jesus would do in a situation, but it's us responding the same way. Amen? It's us responding in the same way. That's important stuff. Now take a look at this. I'm going to give you a word anchor here. James 1.22. And it says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. 
Listen closely. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Man. See, that cuts kind of deep, doesn't it? Says, you know what? If you don't do what the word says, you're just fooling yourself. That cuts pretty deep. But you know what I found out when I was looking at last night? The Lord says it cuts. It cuts you out and it gives me more room to work with. See, it's not bad about cutting us out if God's cutting in. And see, that's what we want to reflect. We want to shine for Christ. Amen? We need to take an active role in following Christ. We cannot sit on the sidelines over and over and over. We can't impact the, the city, the families, the work folks, the family uh, here. If we don't get involved, we have an active role. We got to put some feet to our faith. Amen? Now listen to this. Three things right here that the Lord showed me as I was studying. We need to be reflecting him, relating and revealing Christ to others. Think about in your daily walk, how am I being an ambassador? How am I representing Christ? Are we reflecting him well? Are we relating, sharing him with others? And are we revealing Christ to others? You say, well, I don't, I don't really know. Well, let's think about that. In our actions, in our business deals, in our schooling, in our making friends, are we inviting people to church? Are we, are we praying with people? You know, that doesn't mean you got to run around and beat somebody in the head with your Bible. I'm talking about living out of what God's poured you in you. Living out of what God has poured in you. Amen. But to do that, we need some power, right? We need to do it, right? God gives us his word for direction, his son as a model in his spirit for power. Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Now, you know what? It's not that hot in here. I think y'all be hooping and hollering by now, right? Let's take a look at this. God has equipped us for the mission. God chose to fill us with his self. On Tuesday nights, we're talking about uh, making space for God. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? We think, wow, how much space do I make for God to work in my life? Do we really do that? Do, do we just give him what's left over? Or do we make room for God to work and move in our life and through us? That's the key. Making space for God. God has equipped us for the mission. He has gifted us according to our calling. If God has called you to do something, he will equip you to accomplish it. Somehow, some way. Everybody has what? At least one gift, right? And God multiplies those. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Ask God to reveal your God-given gift. There's sometimes we just feel like, you know, um, I've talked to people and said, man, I, I just don't know what God has for me to do. Well, I'm telling you that if you seek the Lord, I believe that he'll reveal it to you. And we'll stand with you and we'll pray, pray about that and see if God won't just go ahead and honor his word. And Because when you're available, God says, I can use that person. God, I don't know what you want me to do, but you know what? Use my life to make a difference. Use my life. Pray and listen to what the Lord says, right? Seek the Lord in his ways and, op and ways and opportunities to use your gift. Now, if you know, know what your gift may be, you say, well, how can I use that gift? Well, I'm going to tell you what, and this is not really a plug in for that, but it's working in conjunction with what we're going to do with Shiny Light. Guess what? We're going to need some elbow grease. We're going to need some folks to show up. How many people are in here? 31 today? Something like that? We're going to need you. And there's something somebody can do somewhere. And I know with, with schedules and different things like that, understand that. If you can't do it, don't feel bad. But if you can, jump in and enjoy. 
Because God will use that and God will bless that. And I'm going to tell you, you'll be blessed as a result. We don't do things to, to, to get blessed because that's kind of the wrong motive, isn't it? But if we do things to be a blessing, God always blesses. It's just the way he brings it around. It's just one of God's principles to see if like it just comes around. When we're doing things with the right motive and the right time and the right things, we're listening to the Lord, we will not come up short if we're following in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Ask God to multiply your gifting. What do you mean by that? Ask God to multiply your gifting. And man, I was, I was last night I was thinking about that. And God showed me a little snapshot of, of, of somebody I know. Somebody started playing guitar at 14 years old. Right? And then it, I said, I'm going to give that to you. Right? And then he let me start writing songs. And then he let me start singing. Do you know what? I couldn't sing and play the guitar. Some people still believe that. <laughs> That's why we got Tanya Thomas. But you know, I couldn't even do that. I was playing and I go, oh, you I, I couldn't even move my lips, man. But you know, God kept working with that. And y'all wish that he probably didn't do that, but that's okay. <laughs> Just keep on praying. But you know what? We keep going. What else did he do? From that, he allowed me to start preaching and pastoring. All right? That was not my plan. That was not it. But as I gave a little piece of what God had given me back to him, God said, you know, I can use that. I can use that. I can use that. You know why I'm telling you that? To glorify God. Not to look at me. To glorify God so that you see that God in heaven is smiling on us, right? So what is it that God's giving you that when we give it back to him, he'll multiply? I guarantee you it's something. If you're a good listener, listen in the name of Jesus. If, 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 you're, if you're a good baker, bake in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is. I'm going to just say, lean into the gift that God has, has given you and watch how that he will multiply that. We don't boast in what God's given us. We boast in that he is the one that's given us and we get to glorify him. You see what I'm saying? It all comes back around because we want to point all the praise to Jesus. Amen. Very good. So God's going to be multiplying some gifts. That's my prayer. He's going to multiply our talents and our time and everything. And we're going to see him lifted up. And when he's lifted up, he's going to draw people to himself. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Now, listen about this. Rely on Holy Spirit for the prompting and power and guidance. So when we start digging into what God has, he will supply all our needs. I was talking to the, to the couple yesterday and I said, you know what? And I say this a lot here. If God is our source, he'll be our resource. If God is our source, he'll be our resource. There's, there's stories right out here that people can share with you that God has moved in their life in a mighty way. It just blows me away when people share a testimony. And, and let me tell you, I just want to remind you, we always have time for that room for that. If that's something you have, something that God's done in your life you want to share, get with me and we will let, we'll let you share that freely. Because people need to know that God's working in your life. You know why? Because it encourages them. Guess what? It glorifies God. It glorifies God. What do we want to do when we want to glorify God? We want to draw close to God. Here's something else I want us to do. I want us to understand that we can shine for the Lord, right? Let the Lord set the pace. So many times we try to run ahead of God and we get things all out of whack and then we say, Lord, can you fix this? And that doesn't mean he doesn't. But I tell you what, I'd rather do it once than have a bunch of pieces and bring it back. But he's a good dad, isn't he? He's a loving father. You know, when your kids break their toys and stuff, right? They come back, what do you do? You try to fix it. And you try to use it as a teachable moment. 
to say, you know what, maybe we, we don't want to do that again. I don't want you to get hurt. I want the best for you. I want to you respect for what, what you've been given. I want you to be a good steward of what I've entrusted to you. Would you think for a second, what has God entrusted to you? Now, the first thing that usually goes off in our mind, and we ain't even on a note to The first thing that usually goes to our minds is this, is that we think it's stuff. It's not stuff all the time. It might be gifting. It might be just be some talents and things like that. But here the deal is, there's something that God's given you that can make a difference in the kingdom. Amen? I was really thinking about this and I still ain't decided and I might, I might, even, I might even put the brakes on this time you on this in just a second. Let me get you to hold tight for one second. No, you stay right there because I was just debating if I was going to share this or not. I, I, I really, you know, there's things that God shows you sometimes and there's things that are for you and sometimes there's things that pass on and everything else. Do you remember Last uh, last year, maybe a few months back, times go by. I said, man, you get time, write journal, journal stuff in your notes. Journal some stuff in your notes. And that's, a lot of times, that's just between you and God, right? But this week, when I was spending some time with God, and I'll be honest, all the time I don't always write all the stuff down. Most of it's poured through the message each week. But I felt like this week, I said, man, I got to get away. I got to spend some time with God. He's trying to tell me something. So I don't normally do this, but I'm going to share this. And I just believe maybe there's something in there for you guys. This is what, as I prayed, what the Lord allowed me to write down. Okay. You know, a lot of times we feel like, man, coming up short. Got to have this done. Man, the clock's running out. You ever feel like that? I mean, it's just ticking, man. It's ticking. You've got demands. You've got this. You're trying to make all that stuff work. But God will intervene in that thing. To speak to your heart. Man, he said, man, I blew it, man. I got to get back on top. I got to get things going here. So as I, as I laid across my bed, I want to share a few things that the Lord shared for me. I'm just going to be an open book for you. He said, my blood supersedes the sin in your life. It was a complete transaction that purged humanity and filled them from, and, and, and freed them from the evil one. Notice life is always pursuing and moving forward. It is because I am life and I draw you to myself. My desire is intimacy and that you know me better and greater. That is the bond. Receiving my love changes you from the inside out. First it pulls down the strongholds and then I replace them with my promises. It delights my heart when my children choose me and they follow my ways. It is for that very reason I came to you because you could not come to me. My love drove me to you. Now I revealed my love to you through my son and his sacrifice. Was that not enough? Yes, it was the ultimate expression of love towards you and for you. It cleansed you for service and sealed you forever. Because you are my chosen possession. My grace tramples the guilt that once bound you to Satan. There is nothing that weakens my grip. It is eternal and constant. Starting the very moment you receive me. I'm going to tell you what. I don't know about you guys. But when I spent time with my Heavenly Father and He spoke that into my life. I was encouraged. I was encouraged. And I believe God will speak to your heart as you seek Him as well. And maybe there's something in there. Because I, was, I did not. I was not planning on sharing that. And last night. 
when I was going through that, the Lord said, hey, remember them notes? I was like, them are my notes. <laughs> he said, yeah, but you can share them. And so I put them in here and I thought, mm, Lord, I'm just going to step out. But I just want to share that. I just want to be an open book to you for a minute that God still speaks to his, to his people, to encourage them, to correct them, to love them, to forgive them. So when we look at that, I want you to hear this. Man, that God's blood supersedes your sin. Is that a good news? I'd say amen. It's good to hear that, isn't it? It's that we couldn't come to him, so he came to us. His love drove him to you. I said, that's a good word, God. That's a good word. And I can continue to look at it. He talks about the intimacy, and that's what he desires. And when he comes into our life, he pulls down those strongholds and replaces them with his loving promises for me and you. See, that's something to get our hearts and minds around, that he is for us over and over and over. And you know what? He says, you know, I revealed my great love to each one of you when I gave my son, when I gave the perfect sacrifice. So you know what? If you feel like you're coming up short, think about what God's done for you. If you feel like you're having a tough day, I'm going to tell you what. God is good in the midst of the storm. I am not short-circuiting and saying, oh, you don't have a problem. I'm telling you, you have a problem solver. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And so that's what I hope that your takeaway is today. That you know what? We get direction from the divine word of God. Amen. That we have an amazing, amazing father in heaven that sent his son, Jesus, to show us how to live it out. And then when he does, he guarantees us a spot in heaven when we give our life to him. Because he gives us the power of the spirit to seal us. Now I want to give you a little something that the Lord also shared with me for shine. And I break that out as a little acronym here. And I got so excited about that. I thought, man, that's so cool. Remember, we got a part to play. For us, the Lord said, stand for my truth. The truth of my word. We need, for the H, we need to honor God. Give Him proper place in our life. I, He showed me that we need to interact with others. We need to be involved with others. In never lose hope. Never lose hope. Christ is bigger than our problem. And then you know what? We've got some things to do. And the E is for evangelize the world. That's why we do what we do. So you know what? Let us shine for Christ. Bow your heads. I'd like to pray for you. Father, thank you so much for sharing your word. Thank you that you you did not leave us as orphans. Father, that your spirit dwells in each person that is called upon your name and ask you to come in for forgiveness of sin. So today as we're here, I pray if there's one here today that has never asked you or received your greatest gift of your son that purges sin and renews life, I pray that they do this today right where they're at. That we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and you said that we will be saved. Lord, today, I thank you for, for sharing, for giving, for coming to us when we couldn't come to you. Because our sin kept us from you. But you made a way. So Father, I thank you. That's your prayer today. Receive it right where you're at. If you're here today and you say, then you just don't know the week I've had, the month I've had, the life I've had. Well, God does. And he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he says, like he told me, he says, my grace tramples any guilt that you ever had for missing the mark. His grace is greater than our sin. And he says you are amazing treasure and he wants it.
you. That's a good thing to know. So, Father, as we just uh, come in here, we just want to just take a minute and say, Lord, we want to be used for your glory and praise. Lord, heal hearts today, relationships, marriages, financial situations, healing to our bodies. Lord, we lift it up because we have authority in the name of Jesus. And it's the name above all names. We thank you for peace. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for grace, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and let's let's sing a song. Amen.